This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. again, you texted, emailed, and DM'd us for our take on a planet-friendly way to purchase our tried and tested Brightly favorites. Because while the world of conscious consumerism is exploding, making mindful, planet-friendly purchases can still be a challenge. That's where the Brightly shop comes in. To reduce some of the eco-overwhelm, every product we sell has been hand-picked and vetted by the Brightly team. You won't find anything in the shop that has less than five stars. We've gone through hundreds of eco-products to discover new and emerging brands that solve sustainability problems for you every day. We even designed our own products like beeswax wraps to keep things fun and to help you live brightly. So how do we help you shop sustainably? The shop launches on the first Monday of each month and is open for five days. So the shorter, planet-friendly shopping window allows us to only order what we need. After the shop closes, we pack and ship out products in bulk. This low-impact supply chain reduces waste and keeps the planet happy. Brightly is also climate neutral certified. Because we are committed to climate action, we have set our entire carbon footprint from operations to shipping. We believe in the power of collective change, and we are so glad you're joining us on this journey. Go to shop.brightly.eco to see what's in store. Use code GOODTOGETHER at checkout to receive two free hand-blown, ethically made wine glasses with any purchase. Simply add the wine glasses to your cart and apply the code at checkout. New Year's resolutions come in all shapes and sizes, but as a Good Together listener, it's likely that doing your part to better the planet is one of your resolutions. While there's a myth floating around that you need a lot of money to live sustainably, that's really not the case at all. There are many budget-friendly ways that you can better the world, and we're resharing this helpful episode we previously aired to get you started. It's full of hacks, tips, and tricks that are bound to make 2022 your most sustainable year yet. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Hey, Laura, how are you? Doing pretty well. Like, I was so excited that we got to hang out in person the other day. It's been a long time. (laughs) We saw each other for the first time in literally more than three months. It's kind of weird, but I mean, we've seen each other on Zoom enough times. Oh my gosh, we've seen each other so much on Zoom. (laughs) 
So I'm really excited about this episode topic uh, today, uh, which is, is sustainable living just for rich people and how we can make sustainability more affordable for all. Yeah, I mean, we hear about this all the time from our community. And I know Lisa's going to talk about that in just a second. But I mean, truly, every single time I talk to a family member, um, a friend that I haven't caught up with in a while, like, that's the number one thing. Um, well, we say this a lot. I would say number one or number two thing, right? Like, <laughs> of course, everyone always asks us, what can they do to live more sustainably? So then what do we say? <gasps> Buy less. That so We always say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then two, the next thing out of their mouth is like, well, if I have to buy something, then I want to do it with um, a mind to be more eco-friendly, but then that's more expensive. Mm-hmm. No, uh, there is a myth that living sustainably is expensive, just like you said. It can be expensive, but it doesn't have to be. If you have been following all of the fresh content we publish on Brightly.eco and across our social media channels, you will actually know that there are a plethora of sustainability hacks that cost very little money or no money at all. And in this episode, we will share with you our absolute favorite local sustainability hacks and tricks that we source from our community of scouts, listeners just like you and change makers just like you. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're so excited to get into this. And by the way, this is like, Lisa and I haven't done one of our old traditional conversation type episodes in a while. We've been super fortunate to have experts um, talking alongside us with some issues that we want to dig deeper into, which is awesome. Um, but we also love to kind of get back to our roots of this podcast, where it really is just all um, Lisa and I coming together to chat. Um, and approaching this with a curious mind, because that's what we really like to focus on at Brightly, which is none of us are perfect. We're all going on this journey of living more eco-friendly together. Um, And so we want to just kind of approach these things like we do today, right? Like we're people too. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Let's just have a conversation, a very important conversation, and uh, let's have fun with it. Exactly. So first of all, I think we just said this, but let's say it again. You do not need lots of money to live sustainably. Did. So, you know, you don't. It's it, That's a myth. Um, you know, there's levels of living sustainably that we'll talk, we'll get into, and you can kind of choose which one fits your budget and your, your background, but you don't have to go out and buy like the fanciest eco-conscious product ever. It's not required. It's not the case. I mean, as a matter of fact, like your grandparents, I guarantee you lived more uh, sustainably than you do just because they had to. Right. Um, And Lisa, you were talking a little bit about your experience, um, you know, studying, um, you know, fair trade and and folks in in, in the developing world. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. I was saying that, you know, people in the developing world, uh, they have low uh, carbon footprint and they just live sustainably inherently uh, just because they're using this traditional kind of like lifestyles, right? How in in our case, in, you know, developed quote unquote world, our grandparents used to live. But yeah, sustainability is ingrained uh, in many developing countries, especially in the rural communities, of course. Because this is just how folks are living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when we we talk about sustainable living, it's not about, you know, buying the most eco-friendly, fancy thing that we can. And it's not about, like, trying to one-up someone who you know um, is, is also on this journey with you, too. It's really about coming back to why we're doing this, which is to protect the earth um, and to, you know, minimize our environmental footprint, right? Like that's the point of this. And 
this is why we practice conscious consumerism. Yeah, and like going back to the why, I actually don't know if we have shared something exciting uh, with our podcast listeners, which is the quiz, the, uh, the personality quiz, right, that we've created. Yeah, no, we haven't we haven't talked about That's that yet. That's awesome. But... Yeah, and it's like going back to like how can we help you discover your why, the values, the core values that will actually help you uh, adopt this kind of more planet friendly behaviors. Because again, we can't be perfect. We can't uh, check all of the sustainability boxes or perfect consumer bo- check boxes. So uh, yeah, go to our website. I think it's brightly.eco/quiz to discover your sustainability superpower, as we call it. Yeah, yeah, we have like four different buckets. Um, mm-hmm. You will get kind of sorted into one, like a Harry Potter um, <laughs> there. <laughs> um, but the reason why we did this, like Lisa said, is you know there's so many different labels and there's so many different things that you can care about in this space. And you know, in addition to being confusing and you know the myth about it not being affordable, sustainable living, you know, is just can be overwhelming. Um, so yeah, we figured let's, let's get you into, um, a place where you understand your values a little bit more and that can kind of help you prioritize. So that quiz is my baby. It took forever to do. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it was like it was really almost fun. 100% correct results. I mean, I think it is 100% from what we've heard uh, from our community. I think like over 400 people took the quiz already, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we love to, um, Lisa and I will play a game where we will try and guess what people's results are. Yeah. And we're right almost every, you know, every time. So it's super fun. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into ways that people can live sustainable um, lifestyles in an affordable way. So we've got so many tips. We're super excited and we're going to get into it. So tip number one is buying secondhand or selling on thrift apps. So Lisa, have you, have you tried this out before? Well, buying secondhand, yes. And I think we mentioned that before in our previous episodes. Uh, Whenever I buy secondhand, I prefer to do it in person. Well, at least pre-COVID era, of course. So we have a great secondhand store here in San Francisco. I think it's called Crossroads. I have one not far from me. Um, So I have definitely bought on secondhand uh, from secondhand stores. Uh, But I'm very cautious about selling on thrift apps. Not cautious because I'm scared. I'm just like, I'm, I'm a bit lazy. But our community came uh, to uh, mine and your help uh, because uh, one of our Brightly Scouts actually wrote an article with all the best tips, uh, how kind of to be successful uh, with selling on thrift apps. Yeah. And I mean, we, you know, as a community always discuss our favorite, you know, ways to do this, but I've used Poshmark. I've used a few of them, of them in the past and really if you can think about like, sure, you'll get a little bit of money back, which is going to help your, your wallet. It's going to help your, your budgeting, but you're also like helping to give that piece of clothing another life. So the circular economy is something that we still have so much room to improve with. Um, you know, I feel like almost everything we come into contact with on a daily basis as consumers is really designed to be single use. And it's just so problematic for the world. So if we can, as a society, start to lift up thrifting and like really champion folks who who do this and, you know, maybe stop, you know, stop thinking about, oh, you love this exact shirt that your friend has. Why don't you go see if you can like challenge yourself to find something similar that's secondhand and like 
let's all give each other high fives, right? Let's exactly. <laughs> and yeah, shout out to our scout Ruby Loanzon, um, who wrote this article and check it out on our website. Uh, so let's get into the other tip. The next tip is using or using up your old non-sustainable and non-clean products. We actually just had a conversation about the clean beauty products with Laura about that. Um, because, you know, I, again, all of these tips, we I, I am personally all guilty of um, either still committing these mistakes or uh, thinking about these things this way, um, or I have done this in the past. And it's always very kind of easy to get into the habit of like buying all the new shiny eco-friendly products and kind of like throwing away all of the non-clean beauty products or I don't know, all your non-sustainable fashion pieces, but it's actually much, much better, like 100% better for the environment to actually not buy anything new. And it's also better for your wallet, right? Yeah, totally. Use it up, right? And that's so, you know, I think it's so tempting to use a tiny bit of something and decide that it doesn't work and then just not go back to it. I do that all the time. Like I have a beauty cabinet full of stuff. And one thing that I've always thought was interesting is there's a, I can't remember the name of it right now. I'll have to figure it out. We'll, we'll put it in show notes, but there's a community um, of women who are devoted to reviewing beauty products. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but they have created a little system where they will like swap things with each other. Um, like, you know, if, if you decide that you want to try out a specific product and somebody else tried it and they didn't, you know, didn't want to use it anymore. They kind of have like an honor system, which is really interesting. So again, this is something that like, I think like from a liability perspective, it's probably why like a company hasn't come out to do this because, you know, stuff can be spoiled and there's like safety Mm -hmm. stuff there. But if it's like, you know, you're communicating with a person that's trusted, you can kind of get together in that way. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And there, you know, obviously samples are not super great for the environment just because of all the packaging that goes into like, uh, you know, shipping tiny samples. But, you know, even though a product, a clean beauty or a perfectly eco-friendly product has been recommended to you and has thousands, thousands of reviews, it doesn't mean that it's going to work perfectly for you. So I would say, you know, especially if you can, um, can find or buy a sample of a product, I would uh, I would say try a sample first and to make sure that it works for you, right? Because again, not all clean beauty products, for example, are you know work for everyone. Uh, not all dress shapes that are you know handmade or ethically made are would go well on for for your body type, right? So I don't know. I I kind of have been thinking about that, and but it's like so easy to be like, yes, I want this. It's it's perfect. The brand is amazing. The packaging is great. So I want this. But what if it doesn't work for you and mostly i think i'm talking about like clean beauty i guess that's kind of uh the very very personal kind of line of products for sure and you know another thing that's probably worth mentioning is that most samples that you were you get like the packaging is not recyclable because they're so small so one tip that we have is you know if you can go in person which i know is really difficult during the current times Mm -hmm. but if you can go in person to a clean beauty uh, place like Credo or really just um, any place that's got clean beauty and sample stuff in person and, you know, obviously do other things on your trip there to kind of reduce your carbon footprint of driving out to the store, but, um, or, you know, mitigate, mitigate the damage that that did more or less, like get it all done in one trip, but try samples out there. Cause then you don't actually have to have 
um, you know, you could probably, this is kind of weird. People mm. might think you're weird. You could probably bring <laughs> your own container. <laughs> yeah. The, you you own, probably could, yeah, right? You probably could. Mm-hmm. The, there's going to be like some weird TikTok video of like some sample stealer oh, that we're sure. going to inspire. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no, hey, no. maybe that could work. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Full disclosure. Uh, I'm not recommending that you steal samples. Yeah. Let's put it out there. Yeah, and not recommend it. Uh, so yeah, let's go uh, to that. I know you have a ton of them, Laura. Your favorite house hacks. <laughs> I don't even know if they're like my favorite. It's my husband is extremely, the nice word would be thrifty, which is fine. <laughs> thrifty, I think there's nothing the matter with that. Um, but he's really thrifty when it comes to our energy use in the house. Um, and so He's an electrical engineer by trade, and so he's, like, obsessive about, like, lights and, like, the, I don't know, power usage and all this kind of stuff kind of goes over my head. But, you know, a lot – you've probably heard a lot of these tips from your parents growing up, and you hated it, but, like, they were right, right? Which is, like, you know, turn off the lights – Um, you know, if you're going to be really thoughtful about this, a lot of appliances will use energy even when they're not on. So like turn the TV off, um, when you're not using it, um, you know, make sure, yeah, yeah, unplug it, like just, or, you know, you could use your power strip too. That could Mm, be, Mm -hmm. you know, useful. Um, you know, you can also, when you take a shower, you don't have to take such a long shower, right? Because that's going to waste water and it's going to, um, you know, use more energy and be more expensive. Um, Laundry, when we think about laundry, I'm super guilty of washing clothes probably on too high of a heat setting. And Mm. so that's, again, not great for the reasons we just mentioned with your shower, but it's also not good for the, the longevity of your clothing. So really the best thing you can do with mm-hmm. your clothes is like wash them less, which I mean, come on, like we, we don't all want dirty clothes, but like mm-hmm. think about something. Especially if, these if days. <laughs> right. I know. I know. Sometimes I'll wear like the same pair of sweatpants for like a week. Yuck. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, I mean, eco-friendly, right? Whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a really interesting um, piece there too. And so thinking about, you know, prolonging the life of your clothing um, by using things like the delicate cycle, which is, most of the time it's with the cold or cool water. Um, and then hanging your clothes. Like, I mean, my clothes shrink all the time. And it also just could be my body during COVID is getting bigger. <laughs> no. That's so funny. No, but also uh, you mentioned about the shower head. I recently discovered a company called Nebia. I think I told you guys when we had one of the work calls. And they have uh, basically a shower head that is, reduces your water usage. And yes, it's kind of pricey for you. But again, it will um, if you're using kind of smart appliances, they will sail, save you on the bills, right? Right. Yep. That's a, that's a great, I love that, um, that tip. And, you know, we talk sometimes when we talk about like fashion, if you're going to buy a piece of fashion, it might make sense to buy a bit more expensive piece. And then you get a lower cost per wear because it lasts longer. So you could think about the shower head or something like that in the same type of, um, you know, frame of reference, right? Like it's going to be a little bit more of an investment up front, but then it's going to save you money on your water bill. Um, and it's going to, you know, probably save you money in your energy bill too. Exactly. So let's talk about my favorite topic, which is eating food. <laughs> so uh, we, we've had amazing episode, uh, Conscious Eating with uh, Sophie Egan. 
and we uh, kind of discussed this and I think in the previous episode we, we talked about that you know uh, you it's amazing if you're vegan if you're vegetarian um, but not everyone is and that's okay like me and Laura we are working through like reducing your meat consumption which uh, talks so much with our scouts and our slack channel about all the vegan and vegetarian recipes we are cooking and it's actually the truth is by reducing your meat consumption actually will save you money uh, in the long run and if you also have listened to that conscious eating podcast episode you will also know that frozen fruit and vegetables which i personally I didn't know that that the uh, frozen food and vegetables are just as nutrition but so much cheaper um than fresh ones and can be bought in bulk so that's kind of another uh, money saving tip yeah i didn't know that either and i feel like you know we we talk a lot about buying in bulk right like that can save money um i think sometimes the issue with buying in bulk especially if we think about costco which i'm a huge costco fan um we actually did oh fun fact we did a tiktok video of eco-friendly costco finds um and that was you know that's done super well because people are always at costco but my problem with costco oftentimes is just the dang packaging like why Mm, is everything in plastic um you know it, it that blows my mind so like i would love to push on costco to be like hey like please give us less packaging on things kind of like we've done as consumers with Amazon. Um, But yes, I didn't know that frozen fruits and veggies were, you know, just as nutritious. And I think, you know, as you start to cook and experiment with new ingredients and new ways that your ingredients get to you, you'll kind of figure out which ingredients you like frozen previously frozen or not. One thing that I don't love frozen is frozen avocado. Um, yeah, yeah, they sell it in a big bag and it is good in a smoothie. If you're making the right kind of smoothie, Mm -hmm. it can, it can really give it like a nice creaminess, but it's like, you kind of have to be in my mind making one that's like chocolatey or like kind of more like a dessert kind of smoothie because so it's already, it's like a frozen, almost guacamole. So it's like, it's all mashed, right? No, it's on their chunks. So yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't been. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And the other thing, when I saw this bag, I thought maybe it um, maybe it started because this is just my thought. Who knows? But maybe it started to help reduce waste of the avocados themselves, right? You know, fruits and vegetables go bad pretty quickly. I would love it if you know the things that are being frozen are actually being saved from going to the landfill. I don't know. I'm sure it's not always the case, but Mm -hmm. that would be great if that's the case. But yeah, so just like figure out what you like frozen because, like I said. Not a huge fan of the frozen avocados unless I can like mask them and other stuff, mm-hmm. but I try to make walk with it and like, ugh, no. And, ex- and again, you know, going back to like, not like we can't be perfect, right? So, like, if you're not gonna enjoy this frozen avocado, just buy the fresh one, you know, and that's okay. And we'll link back to the financial diet article that you found about the inexpensive, uh, inexpensive but eco friendly like food tips. And then, of course, to our conscious eating episode that has so many of these habits because yeah so it's amazing and the diy network article that you kind of found about all the home hacks that you oh yeah there's so many hacks right so Mm -hmm. many hacks and i love that the financial diet just um you know covered this issue because that website is all about saving money and all of the various you know things that you can learn about your finances and you know career and like all sorts of stuff but they actually chose to do an article specifically about eco-friendly lifestyle hacks that are inexpensive. So we love it. Awesome. 
when you think about reducing your carbon footprint, your mind probably goes to reducing the amount of meat you eat or conserving energy in your home. While both of those can make an impact, another method that doesn't get nearly enough attention is greening your finances. A 2020 report found that 35 of the world's biggest banks have given $3.8 trillion to fossil fuel companies since 2016. If your bank doesn't have the same values as you do, there is no better time than now to make the switch to Aspiration. Aspiration is an online banking alternative that offers socially conscious and sustainable ways to spend and save so you can make money while making the world a better place. And unlike the big banks, Aspiration doesn't use your deposits to fund oil pipelines or exploration. We love that Aspiration is a B Corp and 1% for the Planet member. They also give you the option to plant a tree with every single purchase. With Aspiration Plus, you can earn $200 when you spend $1,000 in the first 60 days of the account opening. You also get 10% cashback when shopping with Aspiration's conscious coalition partners, such as Brightly. Ready to make the switch to Aspiration? Head to aspiration.com forward slash Brightly. That's A-S-P-I. R-A-T-I-O-N dot com forward slash brightly to learn more about socially conscious finance and sign up for a new cash management account. Aspiration Financial LLC member SIPC Aspiration is not a bank and is not affiliated with Brightly. Yeah, um, so the next one is about ditching single-use products, which I we kind of talked about that a second mm-hmm. ago. A little, uh, a little bit, but just like even getting into the mindset of trying not to use something once. And this is a really hard way to to start thinking if you mm-hmm. haven't done it before. I am so guilty. I used to be until I started to like really concentrate on mm-hmm. freaking Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. Man, I used to use so many Ziploc bags. Um, and, you know, my husband still does, uh, even when I, you know, get after him. So that annoys me because it contributes from our household perspective, Mm -hmm. but you know, just thinking that through. So, um, there's the kitchen stuff, which we're all probably a little bit more familiar, but even more, you know, is, is thinking about the, your sustainable bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what are the the products in your bathroom that are designed to be used? Um, a single use, like a Q-tip, I never even knew had, that. It's you so know? cool, right? And I heard actually we asked this when we asked our scouts um, and our community about what's their uh, favorite kind of money-saving um, sustainability tip. Uh, I think most of the people actually came uh, with this tip about like uh, ditching the single-use products. I um I am using them the face uh, cloth instead of cotton pads and actually I don't even need to use any tonic or like cleansers I'm using the microfiber one our community let me see Allison Harker and Roxana Karimi they recommended bamboo face cloths that you can buy on Amazon again if you don't want to shop on Amazon you don't have to you can buy them elsewhere uh, and then the QTP Ruby also recommended last swab I don't know if they're the only mm-hmm. company that uh, does it but yeah i've like i and actually the first place where i saw it was on tiktok which is great because tiktok is becoming kind of a treasure chest for information about uh you know hacky kind of money saving but also sustainable tips yeah i've never heard of last swab so is it do they have is it like you you put the top 
on and wash it or something yes, instead I of a Q-tip? So. Yeah, mm-hmm. huh. one of our actually Brightly team members, I think she has it. So that's how I heard about that. And that's the, so cool. Yeah, and the other one, Caitlin, uh, one of our scouts recommended, I don't know if you pronounce it right, I'll make it French, Bois Silicon Body Scrubber. Unless it's, I don't know, Laura, what do you think? I haven't heard of that, but it's she like, was, how does it? I think that's right. It looks like you could do French. You could also be like, boy, but no, I, I oh, think yeah. it's B-O-I-E, B-O-I-E, bois or boy, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. Instead um, of all the loofahs and all of the stuff that you use in the shower, she just uses this one, which is great. And she, she said that she loves it. That's awesome. I like that also from like a clean freak perspective. So mm-hmm. I actually never use loofahs or sponges or anything like that just because i i am concerned about like bacteria sitting there and Mm -hmm. and and, you know growing um i could be wrong about that but i just am and so the thing about the silicon body scrubber which is cool is you could just throw that into the dishwasher Mm. um when you're when you're done with it so you Mm. can just you know get that really sanitized that's awesome um so the next tip we have is Oh, totally that's... Elise's wheelhouse. <laughs> um, she is the biggest plant lady ever met in my life. And she literally talked to um, the biggest gardener in America named Joe Gardner. Well, that's not his, his what his last name's Lample. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. He didn't change his last name, but no. yeah, he has his own show on PBS for literally more than 10 years. He has his own podcast. And um, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, I'll link back to, i uh, link to it, of course. But yeah, growing your own food. I know it sounds very, very intimidating and daunting, which is okay. But the good news is with COVID, one of the silver linings of COVID uh, era is that you know a lot of people starting to grow their their own food like all the seeds companies are selling out and uh, we're getting more outside spending time either on our in our garden or our balcony but you know if you don't are not quite ready or don't have even a garden or not ready to grow anything yet a fun way um uh, to start with uh, kind of like re- growing your own food is by regrowing your food uh, and one of the videos and one of the things i personally have done is actually regrowing celery um and you can find it on our tiktok as well and it literally takes just a few days so you just cut the the bottom part of the celery and uh you stick it into water and then it just starts regrowing and uh when it gives roots in a couple of weeks you can actually plant it in to the soil uh but again that will be the celery that's kind of more for flavoring uh not kind that's of the, cool. yeah not the celery that you will use in them and the tuna salad laura that you were talking about before and yeah. you can do the same thing with herbs uh garlic or green onions so it's really fun that's and, so cool. Yeah, and of course, you can use your food scraps for composting and as a fertilizer for your plants. The easiest one, the one I've personally tried, is the coffee one, uh, the coffee grounds, and uh, the eggshells. And we, it's super easy. You can combine them as well or do uh, one of the other and also share it on TikTok. Yeah, that's awesome. So another thing that's been really popular in TikTok um, and is definitely worth a longer conversation, Mm -hmm. but is, you know, when you go out to buy things um, that are eco-friendly or sustainable, so you're ready to make that purchase, you can actually find eco-friendly and fair trade, organic, et cetera, products Mm -hmm. at Walmart or Target or at local stores that are less expensive than using an online um, store. And so- you know, a lot of people, even on TikTok, right? Like I, I always yeah. think it's so cool when we put content out there to see our community commenting there and our TikTok community 
definitely um, leans a bit more, um, you know, they, they asked so many questions. And one of the questions was like, mm-hmm. how can you guys showcase uh, Walmart? Like Walmart is not ethical and sustainable yeah. at all. Um, what is the, what's the deal with that? And so mm-hmm. we want to address that here, which is, you know, not everyone has access to products that are ethical and sustainable, healthy. I mean, there are so many different um, issues in this country, especially mm-hmm. in America, where we have things like food deserts or just, you know, people don't have access to things, whether it's because, you know, they live in a certain place or it's because, you know, they they've just never had the option to. But anyway, we believe in using your dollars to create change. And so one of the ways you can do that is to actually go to these places and buy up these products. Because, I mean, if you've ever worked retail, which I'm sure most of our listeners have, like I feel like it's kind of like a rite of passage. Yeah, like, yeah. If you've ever worked retail, I've worked at places like J. Crew, Madewell, and, um, you know, I was a lifeguard when I was a uh, when I was a kid, and I had to like count inventory of the food. We had like a snack stand, um, mm-hmm. and so if you've been in retail or whatever, you know about inventory, and you know that the you know the owner of the store is looking to see what is purchased and what oh, they need yeah. to stock up more on. So if you know they all of a sudden notice that a lot of fair trade or a lot of organic products are going out of stock, while the non you know ethical products are not that's going to be a signal to them that they should start to buy more of the products that are out of stock and maybe extend their product lines, you know, like think, think about that. So, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's very smart. And that's why we always kind of go back with voting with your dollars, right? It's again, you can't buy your way towards sustainability, but voting with your dollars is truly powerful. And um, that's kind of the only reason why Walmart and Target suddenly have artisanal, fair trade, eco-friendly products. And Target, I think, even has its own like eco-friendly collection. Why Sephora has clean beauty section is the only reason is you you the consumer who voted with a dollar and yes I'm I'm also kind of extremely passionate about that that aspect that Laura you discussed before that yes not everyone has a target full of even sustainable options right not uh, every target is created the same way not everyone lives even near target and not even everyone has a Walmart next to them so we kind of want to be very um very kind of uh, understanding of uh, everyone's reality. It's very different. Um, and so, yeah, if you can support uh, the sustainability movement and fair trade movement um, by shopping in the Walmart and Target, yes, it's not ideal, but it still makes a difference. Yeah. And we're not saying that we condone the business practices of places like Walmart. Um, I think Target t- typically rates a little bit higher in terms of like how employees are yeah. treated. Um, you know, both of those and like pretty much all big box chains have so much work to be done with the human rights of their workers, with the um, packaging. You know, if you've ever seen like people unload big pallets of things, like um, if if it's breakable, you can guarantee that they're still using styrofoam, which is just like mind blowing. So there's so many things to unpack about like why, sure, if you have the, you know, the means to shop not at Walmart and you can afford to shop somewhere else that's right close by and you want to pay a little bit more because you don't want to support Walmart, then that's fine too. But again, this is like the the gray area that we talk about a mm-hmm. lot and just wanting to be able to help folks wherever they are in that journey. I think it's just so important. 
Yeah. Uh, so we have two more tips for you. Uh, and uh, this next one is about things that you don't need to buy anymore. Uh, we, we, will, we can have a whole episode about this, actually, like sort of like sustainability anti-haul, right? But one of the easiest ones um, on that list can be like paper towels, right? And a lot of our community members have actually been uh, telling us that they are success, successfully stopped buying paper towels altogether, uh, especially like, you know, with COVID, so many companies were like completely out of paper towels and they started using rags um, that they can actually make from their old t-shirt. I think, Laura, you were the one who actually told me about that. Uh, yeah. Hack. Yeah, you can. And, you know, if you find that you don't have, I mean, I would find this hard to believe <laughs> if you don't have enough old clothing around the house that you don't want to make out of rags, that's fine. You can still go out and buy like a pack of cloth towels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you don't need to use paper towels. And I have very acutely felt this recently because we actually just, we adopted a puppy recently and she's doing well, love her to death. Um, but she has potty accidents on the floor Mm -hmm. every once in a while. We've gotten to where we don't have them every day now, which is awesome. Um, but for a while when we were trying to go through potty training, I mean, we were having to clean up, you know, a lot of different puppy pee around the house. (laughs) And you know, with my last dog, before I started to really think through my personal waste that I was creating, we would just use paper towels. And it was just like every time. And if the dog peed a lot, you'd have to use a lot of paper towels. And it just was not great. And so we have a big pack of um, cloths that we use for cleaning. And what we do now is, you know, I'll take two, I'll take one because they're super absorbent, Mm -hmm. take one, I'll be able to clean up the mess. And the other one I use to help like um, spread the cleaner around once I've done spraying that cleaner. And then I just use, we have a hamper um, that's close to the the laundry room and we've lined that with a trash bag so Mm -hmm. that like we don't have to clean out the hamper all the time. But if you don't want to use a trash bag, you don't have to. Um, And then, yeah, we just throw all of those, um, all those towels in there. And the one thing that you have to remember is you do need to clean them regularly because I forgot about that. And (laughs) I opened it up and there was like a month's worth of that. And I will tell you that smelled so bad, but fun hack. Um, I saw something online that said, so first of all, you have to do it like at least two cycles to just really get rid of all that Mm -hmm. stench. Then um, iodine, you know, like the stuff you use to yeah, clean you your wound up, mm-hmm. um, you can put that. Now, granted, iodine will stain. So what you want to do is you you dilute it significantly, but you can put that into your washer where the bleach usually goes. Mm-hmm. And I am not kidding. That immediately got rid of all that pee smell, which was awesome. Ooh. So. Hey, there's a hack for you. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I don't think we introduced your new puppy to our listeners. Uh, <laughs> her name is Scout. Yes, her name is Scout, which is funny. If you if you're a previous listener, you'll know that we our ambassador program are called Brightly Scouts. My husband was like, "I think you just like that word," and I was like, "Hush." I mean, <laughs> I don't know. sounds like it. Sounds like yeah. it. But for her name specifically, I'm like such a book nerd, or at least former book nerd before I became a startup founder and had no time to read <laughs> anything. But um, you know, I love the book To Kill a Mockingbird, um, and that is the name of one of the characters named Scout. But um, yeah, she, she we adopted her and she's doing pretty well. So we're we're just puppy parents, always fun. <laughs> mm. uh, all right. So we have the last day for you guys. Um, so this one is super obvious, but I think we have to remind ourselves about it from time to time. Oh, 
all the time. Start using about half of the product that you typically use. You know, it sounds very, again, trivial, but it's actually very true. And then, like, I personally am definitely guilty of this. Like, when I was putting my favorite clean beauty serum the other day, and, like, I do two pumps, and I'm like, no, I don't need two pumps. Like, I'm literally using twice uh, more than I need. And guess what? You'll be surprised how much more use you will get out of this products, out of your favorite cream or that super expensive clean beauty serum, and you will save yourself some money. Yeah, that's an awesome tip. I actually um, am a weird hoarder of like high value things. So like my husband will make fun of me for like hoarding snacks because like growing up I had like, I love my big brother. He's actually the one that, uh, big brother, sorry, little brother. <laughs> he's he's much bigger than me uh, physically, but he's super tall. Um, but he also helps edit our podcast. So he might be listening to this right now. So funny. But he and my dad, like they would eat all the snacks that I ha- out of the house the second my mom got home. And oh. so I've just had this like funny, like I'll just, if I get a snack, I like want to keep it forever. But I'm kind of like that with my beauty stuff too. So I already do this where I don't really use enough. And my problem is I think sometimes I don't use enough and then it's like not as effective. Mm. So there's like a fine line there, but you're right. I mean, if your default is to just kind of, you know, pile it on, why not, you know, think about using a little bit less and see if the effectiveness goes away, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, usually, of, of course, all, especially, especially if we're talking about beauty products, they will always have exact directions for you, uh, you know, how, how much to use. And I don't know exact examples, but I, I definitely have heard about like more eco-friendly and sustainable brands. They even start designing packaging in such a smart way that you don't end up just like pumping or using too much, which is really cool as well. That's awesome. Well, I mean, the more help we can get with that, the better, right? Just to exactly. have somebody to to help us figure it out. But um, yeah, I mean, by no means are these all of the tips you should no, use when you're like, trying to... Yeah, 10% of the tips. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we covered 10%. I don't know. But, you know, we wanted, we felt really strongly about making this episode for all the reasons we mentioned before. Like, we do believe that anybody can live sustainably um, you know, in various ways in their life. Obviously, none of us are 100% perfect. Brightly, we like to talk about planet over perfection, like just the fact that you're taking this step and are asking these questions and are having this framework in your head. That's already a huge win for the planet. You can like talk to other people like that's free, (laughs) you know, just like share a little bit of the knowledge that you got on this podcast with a friend or a family member. And, you know, that might kind of spark some curiosity in their in their brain. So, yeah, I don't know. That's huge. No, no. Talking to and spreading the word is actually, yeah, it's absolutely free and it's an incredibly um, and powerful, like powerful thing to do. And yeah, so if you guys want more tips, of course, on Brightly.eco, we've been recently, well, our community, scouts and our, our Brightly team and our scouts are writing amazing content pieces about all things that we're discussing on the podcast and more. So we're literally, I think, churning like five new articles per week, how to cut down on your plastic waste every day, sustainable fabric fabric swaps. Um, so do check out brightly.eco for kind of more information if you want to dig deeper into all of these topics and hacks that we've mentioned. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Lisa, for this convo. It was awesome. And looking forward to welcoming everybody into our community in the many ways that you can connect with us. Exactly. Thank you for listening.
Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.